Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and uh, I got a rule change I want to bring up right away today. <laughs> and I am the Champ, and it looks like I'm going to need to dust off my Albert Pujols jersey for opening day. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, he got signed, yeah, right? he got signed by the Cardinals. Excuse me? Who, who signed him? Who signed him? Yeah, the Cardinals, yeah, the Cardinals did sign him, I think. The rumor is uh, a one-year contract, as you would expect, for yeah. $2.5 million. So in terms of an investment, um, $2.5 million, that's, that's nothing. And I think from a fan perspective, it's, it's a great deal for the Cardinals. From a roster spot, mm, kind of clogs it. But, hey, it's, it's probably worth it. He probably brings that much in terms of goodwill to the Cardinals and their fans. Do you think he's going to make the whole year? Um, yeah, he'll make it the whole year. Well, okay. when you say make it the whole year, are you talking about injury-free? Because no, he'll probably I meant, have a stint on no, the DL. No, I meant that they'll cut him. Like, okay, no, this no, I, no they, okay. I'm sure they thought about that. When they brought him back, it was probably with the idea that, you know, a wink and a nod that we're not going to cut you. We're going to let you retire in style. So him and Molina go out the same time. And Wainwright. And Wainwright, okay. And Wainwright, yeah, the triumvirate. Yeah. So what, what are you talking about in terms of rule changes? Yeah, so we have a new phrase that I picked up on in the draft. I'm sure you did, too. I feel like uh, you should be allowed to incentivize trades with, like, swapping monkey points. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'll give you this really good player, but you got to take some monkey points off me. So, so give me the background. <laughs> give me the background on the term monkey points who came up with it and what does it re refer to if i'm I, I, this is what i think I, I think bob bob kirk came up with it Sewerhawks came up with it and you know uh you know, we have this golden monkey award um not the best award to to earn i guess you you would say um and while we were taking notes early in the draft you know kind of tongue-in-cheek stuff i think bob kirk said uh, yeah you know what that that that's got to be worth five monkey points. And I picked up on that, and I, I think it's gonna, that's going to get some legs. And, uh, yeah, that's what I think. It, you know, I, anyone making a trade late in the year that say, hey, you know, I'll, I'll include this player, but you got to take five monkey points off me. You, you know, you, you got to pick them up. Certainly, Bob, Bob Kirk had a, a lot of quotes uh, during the draft. He was – him and Rick were probably the two most quotable um, but I also noticed that Josh came up with one because you were talking about the Golden Monkey Award, and, and Bob Freeze is taking it really seriously, right? He seems to. And he, yeah. Yep. He, he he was he was writing he was writing down notes when people were talking, and Josh said to him, I don't know if you remember this, when when Bob was writing those notes, he's like a cop writing tickets. <laughs> <laughs> we start handing out paper. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, that, I, I thought that was that was pretty classic. And uh, uh, I don't know, maybe it'll keep people on their p's and q's a little tighter, a little longer into the draft. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I, I would say so. I would say it just got a little bit later into the draft, but there were yeah. there were good good quotes all around, and we'll be sprinkling those quotes in all throughout this podcast. Yeah, so we're, we're going to start off with uh, the draft discussion. Just some. Like, like you said, notes that, that you had and, and that I picked up on. Um, it, it, one of the questions, you said it early on, what the hell's companion fare? I think we were talking about the Bush League trip, and you said, yeah, just as long as they have companion fare. Oh, okay. Uh, Bob had brought up the um, where he wanted to go, or 
he said he was going to make it what was most convenient to the masses. And I said that, listen, I just need to know because I have a companion fare that's expiring on September 17th. And what that is, is essentially on American Airlines because I have their um, credit card. Um, if you book a full flight fare or you book a fare, you can bring a companion along for $99. And that expires okay. on September 17th. And so anybody that has the great idea that thinks that they're going to get that $99 companion fare with me, uh, they're sadly mistaken. It's not going to be for them. <laughs> okay. It just sounded like an, it sounded old. Like, like someone who's old says companion fare. I don't know. If no, you, no, you that's, the name, that's the name of uh, yeah, what, yeah. what American Airlines calls it. All right, good enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. And then the Bulls. I, I, I thought this was a funny quote, and I, I have no context of, you know, where we were in the draft because it just stuck out to me. But it, at one point, <laughs> and, and you, you got you to gotta interpret this with a sense of panic in his tone, all right? It's, what? Wait. Wait, wait who, who are we bidding on? And then <laughs> – when you hear that with this, we've all done it. We've all done stuff like oh, this. Oh, yeah. And th what makes it funny is the tone of the panic that that you can sense in, in their voice. Uh, absolutely. You, and, and you're absolutely right. I, I remember that moment because I think he had his glasses and he took his glasses off and was kind of right. looking around the yeah. room like, what, 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 what the hell's what going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it is funny. A couple of, couple of things I remember is that the Freeze Boys – had a couple different showdowns. Do you remember that when they were the last two bidding on a player? I do. And and Tom reminded me. I guess Bob had beaten Tom out on a couple of of bids. And Tom turns to me and he goes, "Do you remember your quote last year?" And I said, "No. What did I say?" And he goes, "It's like a cat. It's like a rat backing down a cat." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm like, "Yeah, I did say that. I had just forgotten about it." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, we say a lot of things in that eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought this was funny, too, the, with the Ducks, when he said, Rick, you, you don't want him. When he, <laughs> when he was talking about a player, um, with, I guess they were, you know, bidding against each other. Um, and then I had a couple notes about the Rebs. So he, I, I don't know if it was in the auction part or the, um, the reserve round, but he brought up Ian Anderson, uh, McCutcheon, Horner, and Mark Melanson, who were all, previously chosen but the good thing about it it didn't get into a quato situation <laughs> wait who, who said it was a quato situation well, or is that your just that, your terminology that's my terminology it didn't get into that quato <laughs> situation yeah okay so in, in terms of johnny quato bob kirk and i sitting next to each other we're kind of egging each other on yeah. in the reserve round yep. saying like come on bring up johnny quato bring up johnny quato and nobody wanted to do it <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Uh, That's because we all have fear of the golden monkey points. Yeah, I know. Um, that, that's why I asked you how to pronounce someone's name. I needed help. I didn't. I know it was going to go bad. You know the guy I'm so, talking about. Yeah. So I asked you. Uh, right, so you asked me for help, and yeah. I, I, um, I obliged. But then you got mad at me when I asked you. Hey, uh, I don't know if I'm going to bring up this guy. Was he been on before? I said you need to. I said you need to help me out. Remember that. I don't know if you got mad. Uh, that was just my take of it. Why? Why would I remember? Get mad I, at you? I was a little bit. I was a little bit in, intimidated in the in in the fab round. I, I forget who it was, a player that I wanted to bring up because I wasn't sure if he was nominated early. And again, I didn't want to get any monkey points. 
Yeah, you asked me about Muncie once. Yeah. But I don't remember. Well, you know what what was happening at that point late in the draft is uh, the second or third glass of Michter's was kind of kicking in for me. Okay, yeah. So it, it ended it, the draft ended at a good time. Well, I apologize if I if I sounded crass. I didn't mean to. No. Yeah, maybe you were clicking that pen. <laughs> you were clicking that pen. Okay. Next to me. <laughs> that, that was funny what you did there, um, because yeah, I have a bad habit of shaking my leg or the pen, that type of nervous movement, and my wife always tells me, "Hey, you, you got to stop that." I mean, I was, yeah. <laughs> where, it, where I it, actually it, grabbed your leg. Thing. It's like, just give yeah. me a minute, man. Just yeah. <laughs> That's my ADD kicking in. That's all right. I I don't even know I do it. That's the problem. So the the, the other one I I caught the Rebs was um, he uh, you know was zoning out late in the draft. It was his turn to bid on a player. He nominated a player, but when he was corrected saying, "Hey, no, you're not nominating. You're bidding on a player." He made a bid, and then only to be told he didn't have enough money for that bid. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was yeah. funny because uh, I we were across from Sam and Bill. And it just dawned on me the difference of age. You, you know what I mean? So Sam was drinking canned beer out of a solo cup eating chips, and Bill is drinking draft beer and eating grapes. Eating <laughs> <laughs> grapes. <laughs> I just, it just like that he brought his own Tupperware. So I just, it just stuck out to me. I'm like, hey, there's a difference right there. There's a generation. That's, you know difference. what? We should have, I, I should have taken that. I wish you would have, you know, just give me a nudge, take a picture of that. I could have posted that. On the, well, no, I don't want to post on the website. Never mind. Never mind. That was bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to post anything of of Sam there. We don't want any bad. Although no. Bill eating grapes, that would have been a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just thought it was. A, well, that's a good picture of generational differences. Ab- very good by you. Now I was late in the draft for you to be uh, noticing that those kind of things. Yeah, that's what. I, well, hey, that's what my team thinks. I notice shit like that. Uh, uh we're, we're going to get into that. Um, was, was there any quotes that – so there was a lot of good quotes. Was there any one that stood out to you? Well, the one is what you and I heard simultaneously real early in the draft where Rick having a conversation with Bob Freeze, and he says, Bob, what were you drinking last year? Yeah. I, and did he, say, he said it seriously, right? He did. At first I thought he was being sarcastic. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he turns to Bob and says, "What beer were you drinking last year?" And I'm like, <laughs> I I started laughing. I looked at you, Rog, and I'm like, "Is he serious about that? He doesn't know what beer Bob was drinking last year." We bought a trophy for it. <laughs> <laughs> and all of our podcasts really uh, spin yeah. around that orbit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, they they were some thoughts I had uh, overall. I you know I enjoyed every year. So yeah. But uh, I, I was I was paying more attention of who I thought the words were coming out of, as opposed to the last you know the year prior. I I was just writing down stuff and I couldn't remember who said it. So, although we were it, a little closer, proximity was better this year. Yeah, it, and it's 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 so hard because there are so many things going on. I mean, you're trying to concentrate. You're trying to look at your um, at your notes, you're trying to listen to people and trying to figure out money, trying to look at the board. It's the, there's a, it's just sensory overload. Yeah. Okay. That that's a good phrase. It is sensory overload. Yeah. So, so, so do you want to hear a couple? Uh, yeah. Do you want to transition? I, I had a couple quick no, quick notes that uh, just overall um, before we head into the draft analysis. Um, once again, once again, the draft was was eight hours, um, but I don't know. In my mind, somehow. 
those eight hours went faster than the eight hours the year before. Agreed. Am I off on that? No. Why, I, why was that? I don't know, but I agree with you. I felt like we were okay. moving along pretty quickly until in the end it's 8.30 still. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I, I thought I thought the Country Inn and Suites did a really good job of having everything that we needed there. The room was a little bit smaller, but they had our rooms available at that time. And I'm going to send an email to the person that set that up and just thank her because she was really good. Um, I guess the biggest complaint would be that, you know, for old eyes, it was a really small screen. So I, I would say next year, whoever procures the room will need to keep that in sight. I, I agree with, I think you and Rick had a conversation about going to Google Docs. Uh, Rick did. Yeah. R yeah. Rick had mentioned, because Bob Kirk, again, said, hey, there should be something, at least the way I remember this, Bob said, hey, there should be a way that we should be looking at it um, online yep. in real time. And uh, Rick said, hey, we should go to Google Docs, which I believe is a, a quick transition. It's um, quick and easy just, and cheap. You know, yep. Yeah, it's, yep. it's essentially a, a copy and paste, and we'll just need to, you know, if, if Tom wants to do that or somebody wants to do that for Tom, Tom has to be the one to give the go-ahead because he's the one that keeps track of that. But, you know, I'll check the formulas to make sure that, you know, everything is working, and, yeah, we could, we could do it that way. Yeah, I guess I think the, it would make it easier. Yeah, the biggest thing is building the formulas, yeah. 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 Well, and, and I think most of that, I believe it copies over because I okay. think – yeah. I think here's the thing um, is that um, on the website um, I've put on I've put in into the Google Docs um, the draft sheet. So if anybody goes out there wants to look at the entire draft sheet, it's out on the website. So it, it should be fine. I just haven't checked the formulas. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see what else did I have here. Um, I, I, I think. Um, Tom did a great job on draft board, just keeping everybody organized and keeping the pace of, of moving because that's that's not an easy thing. I would never want, um, I would never want that job. Yeah, no, especially in the reserve round, that becomes yeah, a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let, let me ask you something: Are you ever going to bring up rule changes again before the draft? <laughs> it was just, it, yeah, no, it, nope. I'm never going to ever. Man, you you got you got you got curb stomped on that, didn't you? Well, I got, I didn't get, uh, I don't know, I I don't, I don't, I, yeah, just drop it. I'm never gonna bring it up again. <laughs> well, the, the the funny part was, I, I think you had a valid point, but people never really touched on it. They, they were just kind of picking on you on on that. And yeah. You, you were funny. You're like, no, just forget it. I, seriously, I'm not mad. Just forget it, though. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have brought it. It's and my you fault. To me. Yep. I wish I wouldn't have brought it up. Yep. <laughs> my instinct was not to bring it up, and I did it, and I th it, it, and then I got, it. Like, wait, yeah, and then uh, any emotion I had was my fault. That's strictly yeah. was my fault. Yep. If it helps, chief. I've I've been there. I know it, I know what you yep. mean. Yep. Was... Be because because I was thinking, and I learned from you earlier in the draft. I heard people talk about in the fab rounds that they said, "Oh, this fab should be a lot shorter." And I was like incredulous because a year ago <laughs> I brought up I asked for a rule change that said, "Hey, let's reduce from twelve rounds to eight or ten, and I got voted down. And I'm like, "Wait a second, what what, what just happened there?" I was about to say something, and I'm like, nope, you're, you're this late in the draft, man, you're going to get ripped apart. So I didn't say anything. It was probably the best. Yeah, 
Yeah. So so overall, I I, I thought it, I thought it went I thought it went really well. Um, did you have any specific things that stood out to you? No, I I always have fun at at the draft and um, yeah, I th- I thought it was good. Yeah, I'm, nothing nothing more than what I pointed out, which I'm sure I forgot ninety percent of it. So, right, right. Well, here's what I will say to people: if they have any specific recollections that they want to emphasize, what we had just talked about, or if they have separate memories, um, text me, and um, we'll bring it up next week in the podcast. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. People, people, and th- that's the type of thing where, um, you know, a week will go by, and you're like, oh shoot, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it'll come to your head. All right. Um, so before we get into your your uh, uh, analysis, uh, we got our first fab run. It'll be it, it, we we refer to it as Saturday, April 9th, But it, you'll you should have gotten a message through email if you get notices from CBS um, that it will start. It'll say Sunday, April 10th, but it, that's because it runs at two in the morning. So Saturday okay. before you go to bed, make sure your fab picks are in. Okay. Right? All right. What, what do you, well, we can talk about next week, what we're anticipating <laughs> for the first fab round. I mean, right now I don't imagine it's going to be too, too heavy, but there's still some names out there, isn't there? Yeah, I think there's names out there. I think everyone will put in a bid. Um, probably because here's what's going to happen is between now and opening day, players' situation in terms of injuries will kind of crystallize. Um, players to be injured or people that are going to be going on extended um, ILs, and I, I think those people will be bidding a little bit more. Yeah, and <clears throat> there's still a couple younger guys who may be sent down to start the season. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, or just to rehab a little bit more and then – you know what I mean? Yeah. And then be brought yeah. back up in May. So um, roster changes are due. Uh, the, the roster will lock before Thursday's game. The first game okay. of the so, season. So let me ask you, first game of the season. So let me ask you, not everybody plays on the seventh. So does that mean everybody has to be in or just those teams that play on the seventh? Everyone has to be in on the seventh. Before Perfect. the first Perfect. game of the 2022 season. Okay. Yep. All right. Got it. Yeah. And that's good through, and that roster locks until the following Monday, which is, I don't know what day is that, like the 11th, 12th? Something yeah. Like yeah. That. The, the, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, it'll be, a, it'll be a week one will be four days, essentially. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Now, just fair warning, I still haven't figured out how to leave the rosters open until then so just give me some time and we got some time on this so um yeah, it, yeah. i mean worst comes to worst i'll click daily and and then lock it on you know thursday okay. at two o'clock yeah well if, if you need uh either somebody to test or verify just shoot me a text yeah because i could email cbs but i might not get an answer before the same <laughs> <clears throat> or or the answer would be we're working on it yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah, you know what? I, I still, if I could have one thing from CBS, is um, I, I would love semi-weekly roster moves. Yeah, I, right? I, and I think most of us are in agreement on that. Yeah, Monday, Fridays would be good. Monday, Friday. 
Yeah. yeah so you weekend. would do it Friday yeah. before the first game because they usually play that weekend set. And then, you know, baseball either has a game Monday or Tuesday, but we could lock it that, you know, that Monday again. Um, I would think that's something that I would love to see them do. Yeah. Maybe I'll ask them, you know, just continually remind them. They, they should be beta testing that right now this year. So, all right. Hey, so before we get into your analysis, I have one more uh, yeah. March Madness game for you. All right. Okay. Since, uh, you know, the final four was set this weekend. Um, this is our last week of March. Um, so we're going to – this week we're doing um, most famous baseball duos. Baseball duos. Okay. Okay. So uh, All right. the first seed is uh, Trammell and Whitaker. Ooh, okay. Wow. Against the eight seed, Callis and Ashburn for the Philly people. Harry Callis and Richie Ashburn. Oh, right, 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 right. Ooh, okay. Um Wow. I, I think because of we're local to the Philadelphia area, Ashburn and Callis get get a lot of play and deservedly so. I didn't really appreciate them and until later years, but uh, Richie Ashburn was so good on the air. Some of the stuff yeah. that he would say. Classic. He looks runnerish. Yeah. Yeah. Um but anyway, I would say for most baseball fans and I'm gonna have to go with um Trammell and Whitaker, just yeah. because they, they played at the keystone position for what, together, 15, 20 years? Yeah, almost 20 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, um, Trammell, he is in the Hall of Fame, right? Trammell is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and Whitaker is in the uh, rooster wing. Correct, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, uh, four seed, Spawn and Sane, Warren Spawn and Johnny Sane against the fifth seed, Rollins and Utley. Well, um, I, I, oof, wow. Spawn and Sane, if you were thrown in a day of rain, yeah. I may have picked them. Yep. But, but yep. I'm going <laughs> to say uh, Rollins and, and Utley. I'm not sure, how long were they together? Uh, probably the better part of eight years, but it was really productive. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, yeah, it was a productive eight years with those guys. Yeah. And, and they I'm going to go with you know, a slight upset. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. All right, third seed, Ruth and Garrick against the sixth seed, Tony Kubek and Joe Gargiola. This is for the older folks who would watch uh, baseball on Monday night or Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go Ruth and Garrick. Okay, yeah, good enough. Uh, two seed, Carlton and McCarver against the seventh seed, Cox and Mazzoni. Steve Carlton and Tim McCarver duo. Against yep. the Bobby Cox, Leo Mazzoni duo. Um, I'm going to go Carlton mm. and McCarver just because they kind of followed each other. Yeah. Um, through a couple different organ, through two different organizations. All right, that's good. Versus one long extended one. Um, I, I would I would throw in a, a, a honorable mention here. Um, um, Molina Wainwright. <laughs> who, 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 they're, they're about, get this, get this. Yes. At some point this year, if they both stay healthy, they're going to have the longest battery um, starts of, of any two. In the history of baseball? In the history of baseball. Wow. Yeah, they're about to set that record. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, did, I didn't realize that. They, they should have been on here. 
That's all right. No, that, that, no, it's okay because it, it will get some legs toward the end of the season. Um, should Wainwright be able to start? I think they need 20 starts together. Okay. Yeah, they should. They'll get that. Yeah. Barring any injury. Yeah, that. That's good. All right. All right. So we'll we'll come back with the semis a little later in the show. Um, you you want to you want to lead off with uh, some of your analysis stuff? Yeah. So um, this is kind of just the overall. Before I get into um, just the teams, is that um, by no surprise, uh, big names came out early. And man, if you weren't prepared, you you got you, you got trucked. Um, I, I think I did a quick quick tally there. The first fifteen nominations of of the auction averaged two dollars and fifty cents and okay. uh, I, I guess the the biggest was and i want to ask you about this was trey turner which set an all-time record um at four dollars and 45 cents yeah so he was he was he came out after a couple other big guys and you know if i wanted someone in the top five top six and offensively and um well even scherzer got, came out a little bit before him as well um i, I think the guy's going to win the mvp this year I, I i think he's going to win the mvp i i think he's i think he's arguably the best player in baseball okay all right and and that's um a, a lot of people that actually do drafts have him as as, as the number one player and you're right. His stolen bases alone can can get you a couple different points. Um, I, I was impressed. I mean, you you were definitely a, a rat that was backing down a cat um, on on that one. I think it was was it you and Bill? Yeah. That were the last two yeah. last two standing. Yeah. 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 That was that 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 was impressive. And and you're right. It, it, it was just one of those senses that hey, people are going out. If you want somebody, you better jump in here. And I'm sure. It probably made Rick feel good because he was sitting on the sideline um, because he had already spent ten dollars on retention. It probably made him feel good based upon the players he retained that hey, I don't have to get into this um, this bidding because it's a bit of overbidding. But hey, we all need to do that. That's the great thing about the the auction, right? Is you get a chance at everybody, but you you really need to be uh, if I don't misuse this word malleable in your strategy because you may have a price set and that can get blown out of the water. Even with the first bid, it's tough out there. Well, it's, it's a good lesson for basic economics. It's supply and demand. Mm, there you go. Right. Yeah. When there's, and it's the, and it's the old pirates code, right? Those who fall behind are left behind. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I do think he's the, I think he's the best player in baseball. I th- yeah, I think I, 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 I think I he's going to win the MVP. I, I think he has a shot. Yeah, if if Lopes cuts him, I, what do I call him? Davy Lopes. If Roberts cuts cuts him loose to let him run, then he's. I think he's going to steal over forty, and and I, I think that might get him the MVP because he he, he I, I can hit the baseball. I, I I don't think I don't think uh, Roberts is opposed to the stolen base, is he? Like some managers. No, but they got some big guns in their lineup, man. You don't want to take the bat out of their hands sometimes. I got you. I got you. Yeah, but, you know but what I, mean? I, I think they'll be judicious on that. But there's, there should be no reason why he doesn't get 40. Yeah, and if he really cuts him loose, then it, he, he, 
maybe maybe he can hit fifty, but forty is is a re, is a number I think is realistic. Yeah, I think it's a realistic. Forty is the new eighty or sixty, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, 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 and he doesn't get thrown out a lot. I mean, he's that fast. So, um, yeah, if he stays healthy, I think he's the best best player in baseball. So we'll see. But you're right about Rick. I mean, it makes the three dollars for Arnato and and two fifty for Goldschmidt look cheap. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and almost everybody was a part of those first what I'll call the first fifteen, uh, where a lot of money went off the board. But that that's that seems to be the trend over the last couple um, auctions. And then. Uh, yeah, because I I think I got in. I think I was in with Degrom at three eighty five, but um, I had probably just spent some money, and I didn't feel like I could keep going with that. And and, and Bill got was Bill right? I got yeah. Degrom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, because him and Scherzer, I was all, Scherzer went for four twenty five, and he was real early in the draft. And Scherzer was picked up, um, I believe. By by the dudes, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So I kind of got you off track a little bit with the turn. No, 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 no. That's fine. No, I, that, that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. I like that. Um. Anyway, um, I was just going down just real quickly, noting um, in in the order of each team's the way they're in the columns on our, our draft sheet and. Uh, the way I went through this, and, and please feel free to, to jump in here anywhere you want, was a real, real quick overview of each team, and then what I'm going to take a positive spin and what I thought their, their best pick was. Now, with the best pick, it's usually somebody at a lower dollar rate. And let's be honest that every team's best pick were the retention picks for <laughs> the dollar value. Yeah, sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm throwing the, yeah. I'm I'm throwing those out. Yeah. Um so if if I start if I start with the, the Bearcats, um the first thing that, that I noticed for the Bearcats was just um they have an underwhelming um offense excuse me, outfield with Herrera, Nemo, Wisdom, Alford and, and Fraley. Um his infield looks look, looks decent, but I, I think that outfield's a little bit weak. So, um, Tom, if you ever do listen to this by September, um, we can talk we can talk trade um, on, on something like that. I thought his best pick was was Eric Lauer um, that mm-hmm. he picked up late in the draft for forty cents. Yeah, he's the lefty pitcher for uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah. yeah. And um, the, M- Milwaukee seems like the new St. Louis. We're running pitchers out. Because yeah. they got a couple young guys, Lauer and Ashby, and I don't know if you'll bring him up later, but th- these guys are these guys could be pretty good. Yeah, um I you know, I really I really like um Aaron Ashby did and who 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 ended up with Ashby? And he came up late as well, but yeah. Uh the Ducks got got Ashby. Yeah, I I think he's I I and and he paid up for him. Um, Casey had had money at the end. Uh, Aaron Ashby, which you know, I'm thinking in my own simple mind that I'm going to sneak through at the end of the draft. He went for 85 cents late. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So that that was That's that was a good pickup for him. Yeah. I think he's a I think he's a star in in in, in the making. Um, 
moving to your team, you explain your your um, four dollars and forty five cent bid on on Trey Turner. Um, I, I thought that your best pick pickup was uh, Sasugo. Did you want to talk about him? Uh, for fifty cents? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the Pirates are kind of strange. I, I just I think he's going to play every day. I just think he's going to play every day. And if you play every day, he'll get some numbers. And I don't think he's a bad hitter. I think he came from the Rays. Yes. Yeah, where they just let him go or they traded him on the cheap or whatever. And I think I think if he plays every day, he's going to be fairly productive. Yeah, so he is going to play pretty much every day with the Pirates. But let me ask something about the Pirates. There's rumors out there that they're not going to have O'Neill Cruz, uh, one of your coveted uh, rookies, um, who's, who's lighting it up this spring, may not be on the opening day roster. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I think they're playing the weight game with them. Um, I, I don't – yeah, which is kind of frustrating because you're like, come on, man. Like, th- this guy's clearly better than Kevin Newman. Like, <laughs> it's not a right. question. Um, you know, he missed – all 2020 season and then 2021 he had he had good numbers in the minors um they might they might just want him to play every day for a couple months and then bring him up um uh yeah i I don't get that just put him just put him in there let him play every day at the major league level if he has a decent spring like he has thus far yeah i agree with you yeah but he's eventually going to be up but yeah i i agree because newman's newman's not yeah, the the only other thing I think of is trying to figure out what to do with him and Gonzalez, because I think both of them are going to play this year, and they both play the same position, but they both can hit. So they, they I guess, I don't know, they got to figure out what where to where to play both of them. So okay, all right, good enough. Um, I I won't uh, I won't take you too far off of your team. There were a couple other questions, but let me just uh, finish up with some of these other rosters. Um, the Bulls. I I was one of my draft day observations was I was amazed at the restraint that they showed early on in the draft. They kind of sat back early on, and um, I was kind of surprised by that because usually, uh, at least in previous drafts, he's kind of at the forefront of of um, of owners. And um, I, I thought his best pick was um, far and away was uh, Peralta, Dave, David Peralta. He got him for a nickel, and there were still people that could put bids in on him. It was late in the draft, but there were still people that could put him in. I thought he would, you know, increase the price a little bit more, but uh, I, I think he's going to put together some – I don't know if, if the Diamondbacks are looking to trade him at all, but I think he's going to put up some, 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 some nice numbers for the Diamondbacks for a nickel pick. Yeah, he's a guy that yeah he'll play every day. They got some young guys coming up, and maybe he will be on the block at some point. Um, but he's been a pretty consistent player his whole career. You know, he's not gonna he, he's not gonna hit a lot of homers, but he he hits for a decent average. I, I don't know what his OPS is like. No, it's 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 okay. It's, yeah. it's average. It's okay. pedestrian. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he makes contact, oh. and and he is a lefty. Right, he's a he's a le- he's not a switch hitter, is he? He's a left handed uh, hitter. I, I, no, he's, he's definitely not a switch hitter. Yeah, so he's a left handed hitter. So even if they platoon him, he's going to be on the long end of that. So yeah, he's going to get for five hundred at bats. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised um, they haven't traded him earlier. Because the, the team. Yeah, that, the, the window's kind of closing on that, isn't it? Yeah, because right now you're like, all right, like you're not all in for David Peralta if you're looking for a left-handed stick off the bench. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Um, you know, he might be a trade chip, but you're not going to get much for him. You know, he's he's 34 at at this point, so so maybe somebody. Injury. They trained with somebody yeah. for a pennant run. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, next team I had were the uh, Rebel Alliance. And um, I was shocked when I looked at his roster. He actually spent the most money of any but any owner uh, on the offensive side, $18.45, which is, you know, 74% of, of, his, um, of his budget on an offensive team. Yeah, I was just shocked by that. I'm not saying that was good or bad or it was right or wrong. Just it was it was just a bit um, shocking because when he went through the track, I guess I didn't notice it, and not until I had looked at that. And then um, I, I think his best pick was his best pickup. Again, these are late in the draft picks. Was uh, Robert Suarez the possible closer for the Padres? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, you know, for the Padres, somebody's going to hit big. Some bush league yeah. is going to hit big yep. if the Padres decide to go with one owner once they shake all of that out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, jumping over to um, um, the dudes. Again, the dudes were like the Bulls, that they kind of uh, were restrained in in their bidding. Um, I, I thought Josh was, 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 was really focused on, on, on staying to, to a plan. Um, that was my guess. I don't know if that's true. Maybe we'll have him on. Well, when we have him on, on the 11th, we'll ask him about that. But I, I thought, and I don't know, Philly fans, if you think the same thing, but for 25 cents, I thought Alex Baum was a good um, a good pickup. Well, he was a retention. Oh, well, never strike that. See, okay. there, there you go. I, uh, I'll give myself a monkey point for that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he was yeah. in attention. I, I, All right. The, the one thing that stuck out about the dudes is, are you a little surprised Lindor went, only went for 285? I say only, but seems to have a skill set that would be at least a $3 player. Yeah, that was that was during that 15-player run, wasn't it? I don't know if people just took a breath or something like that, Possibly. and then they, 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 they stopped on, 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 on Lindor for 285. I thought that was a good good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And then uh, the other guy I thought was, and I, I don't know what kind of year I have, but I think he's a pretty good player. It's just Grinchuk. I mean, he's he's going to play every day, I think, and, and playing in Colorado maybe pops a couple more homers and OPS increases a little bit. I don't know. That's That's a great point. That's a really good point. Yeah, I think he's going to be playing the outfield, right? And they're yeah, going to move. Yeah. I think he's going to be playing right field, and they're going to move uh, Charlie Blackman to DH. Yeah, yeah, get him out of the outfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for the Lakers, because they were on the sidelines with that uh, $10 um, retention cost, um, I noticed that their first pick at 20 was JT Real Muto, and he jumped back in in a, a kind of – Big way. I think that's, you know, in, in terms of offensive catchers, uh, it's not even close, right? Real Muto is is, is is the best offensive catcher. Would you agree? You, you don't think Will Smith is close? Oh, I do. I okay. do. Yeah, well, you know what? That's, that's a really good point. 
certainly for the price that you retain Will Smith. Um, I, I think he could have – how about this? How about this? Will Smith's ceiling could be really high. We, we know that Real Muto's floor is, is pretty high. So it's more of a known commodity. But, yeah, absolutely. Will Smith is – yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. Um, anything, anything else that sticks out with him? Yeah, uh, I, I, I think that I think Rowan Wick, the pickup of Rowan Wick, uh, toward the end of the draft, or the yeah the auction, at twenty five cents, what was a good deal, and I think he also got um, was it Pierce Johnson yeah. from from the Padres again yep. trying to sort out that Padres bullpen. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna hit big there. A lot of, lot of there's a lot of um, mystery surrounding a lot of bullpens, don't you think? Well. Yeah, I mean, I could name a couple off the top of my head. The Cubs is one of them, right? The, the, yeah, right there with Rowan yeah, Wick, yeah. San Diego. Wick and uh, Michael Gibbons, yeah. San Diego's one. The yeah. Giants are one. The, yeah. the Reds are one just because of some injury issues that some of those guys have. And I think you could throw in the Marlins and the Pirates. Like, they have guys that are ready to go, but they're they're not Hall of Fame closers. I mean, that, that could go either way pretty quickly. Really? Really, really, really good point. I, I think if we were to do a tally at the end of the year, we'll find that uh, a um, significant amount of money will be spent chasing closers or potential closers. Oh, you mean in the in the fab? Yeah. In the fab round. Did yeah. I say something else? I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, especially I mean that, that stuff changes the like the weather. These closers, man. I and mean, the Phillies are another yeah. one. That could go either way. Yep. And who knows? Yeah. Um, moving over to the Hawks, um, they spent a league low, or if we want to flip that, they spent a league high on pitching um, for $11.20. Now, one of the reasons why they didn't have to spend a lot on the offensive side was that they retained you know, the game's best player in Fernando Tatis. And I think a large part of the Hawks' season – rides on, number one, how quickly Tatis comes back, and number two, whether he can get back to his 2021 self. Yeah, I agree. But, but there's, no, there's no doubt, you know, Burns, Woodruff, Nola, Morton, Carrasco, his pitching looks pretty good, although you said that there's some, there's some question marks there. Is that right? Well, I mean, I, I, I just meant Aaron Nola and Charlie Morton are a little bit of a wild card. I mean, Nola... Can his ERA can tend to be on the four side, you know, on the other side of four, um, and Charlie Morton eventually is going to break down. Like it's just we just got to figure out when, but he's not going to pitch correct. forever. It just shit doesn't work like that. Um, yeah, and I, I think if Carrasco could play five hundred, that's that's a really good pick for eighty cents. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I thought one of his better picks. Um, the, or the best pick was Rowdy Tellez yeah. at 40 cents. You know, he, he has the makings of uh, this year's Willie Adamas, or as Bob said, uh, Willie Adams. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, because he's going to play. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, in terms of me, um, I was part of that um, all the money in early. Um, I spent almost $8 on Harper and Betts. <laughs> we'll see if that strategy pays off. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, I, 
obviously you like Harper. He went to over four dollars with him, but do you, do you trust Harper? I'm just asking. Like, do you trust him to be? Wait, what do you mean? Do I trust him? Do you trust him to be consistent throughout the year? And like, that's some of his issue. He's he's not consistent from year to year at times. Oh, okay. So if you mean from year to year, oh, it, it makes me uh, a bit nervous during yeah. the year. I mean, he's never coming out unless he's hurt. Oh yeah. Roster. No, so I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about week to week. Okay. Yeah. And, and maybe I phrased that question wrong. Do you trust his? consistency year to year that's what i meant yeah no it's 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 a bit of a wild card and and, and i think um in, in terms of the other player i spent big money on um mookie Betts. um you and casey kind of influenced me when we were on his podcast the last sports podcast because you both like him as yeah. a potential mvp candidate so i had that stuck in my mind when i was bidding on him but well, that's a problem <laughs> no, I mean my my, my team. Do you, do you remember? The, you know Rube Goldberg. Do you remember the Rube Goldberg contractions? Do you ever do you, do you ever see those before? Those it was like a little bit of a mousetrap. Have you seen that? Those pictures that he used to draw. No, I'm, I vaguely remember the name. Okay, so I would ask everybody Google Rube Goldberg contractions. All right, that's how my team's kind of built. If you can get, if you can kind of squint, I, I can see me doing really well. But there's a lot of parts, and I'm sure everybody's like this. That's kind of like that Rube Goldberg contraption. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and I'm hoping that my best pick, that kind of went under the radar, is uh, Taylor McGill. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I I like the fact that he's in the four or five spot with the Mets. Um, that could also be <laughs> mean like a four or five spot as starting pitcher, but that could also quickly turn into the sixth or seventh or eighth starting pitcher. So I'm just uh, a, a bit of uh, you know hoping and groping on that one. Well, I had him. Um, I picked him up in the Fab last year, and he pitched pretty well. But I I think he's another one that got hit in the head. Did he get Did he get hit with a comeback, or was it just Bassett? Uh, uh, you might be thinking of the other Mets pitcher, which yeah, is Chris Bassett. Bassett. Okay. Yeah, I know Bassett yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Statman, um, hooray for the Statman because they used all their money this year. They were determined, right, not to go. leave any money on the table. Yeah. And um, their best pick, I thought, was um, again. This guy doesn't get any love, but he's a good player. Is Jesus Aguilar? Yeah, I agree with you. Yep. Yep. He's a hitting um, machine, I, man. Yeah, he really is. That's all he does is hit, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving to the last team, uh, the Ducks. I thought Casey showed a remarkable amount of restraint um, in that uh, the player that he spent the most on was was uh, Alcantara, Sandy Alcantara, at $2.30. And, um, you know, when everybody's flying off the board, um, particularly early on, you normally want a tendency, you have a tendency to want to jump into that. And I, I thought he did a good job at, at, uh, or at least he had a strategy, which maybe we'll ask him about. So, um, it, and, and yeah, his retention of Acuna at three fifty looks looks cheap as well. Yeah, yeah, and and that, that that's part of it, right? Is yeah. is that he retained Acuna for three fifty, and he might be back in early April, right? So he might he's probably gonna get most of the year out of Acuna. Yeah, he needed one more year of the CBA to stall. One more, yeah. one, one more week, and, and yeah. he would have been back for opening day. Yeah. 
Now, is he going to steal as much? I don't know. But, um, you know, when a player says they want to they want to go 40-40, I love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. He He's young enough where he can bounce back from that injury, you know. Yeah. It's it's a lot different and, than when we were kids and people had those ACL-type injuries. I mean, it's it's a to- completely different now with with medical technology, the way they – yeah. I absolutely. mean, football players come back. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Casey had money at the end, um, but I thought one of his better picks toward the end, we already talked about uh, Andy Ashby. So the other one is um, Mark Canna from, from the Mets for, yeah, for a buck. For I think buck. he's going to be um, – I think he's going to be uh, a nice replacement for um, uh, Michael Conforto for the Mets. And then his, his relievers, the same type of thing. I mean, who knows about San Diego with uh, Pagan? Isn't that where he's at? He's yes. Emilio yep. Pagan. Um, Canley Jansen's getting older. If, you know, they're not going to just let him blow games. or you know, And Will Smith may be there to pick up 20 and, and Bednar as well. So, he, yeah. He... So, that's a really good point. So, for Will Smith, uh, if he can get 15 to 20 saves for 50 cents, yeah. that's a good deal. Yep. That's a really good deal. Yeah. So, that was just kind of my real quick run through of the regular – round if you will uh, or the auction round um maybe next week if we have time we'll we'll, we'll jump into fab picks but I, I don't really want to spend you know too much more just those, those are the quick quick uh, overviews that i had yeah that's good uh, um yeah that that I, I didn't realize it was the first 15 players went for all that money Jeez, yeah oh man yeah um uh, well let, let me ask you can i ask you a couple your thoughts on a couple players just what, sure. Yeah, because there were guys I had in my head, and that you know, it just depends okay. on on where they fall in the draft, whether you can do anything with them. Uh, Josh Rojas. Okay. Um, but, I really wanted to get Josh Rojas. I had him last year, yeah. and um, he 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 struggled on early, he struggled early, and then the the um, Diamondbacks uh, ended up playing him, and and he he, he produced. What I like about it, him is. Number one, the position flexibility that he brings to, to, to your team. Absolutely. And number two, I, I, I think they're going to use him. I, I think he's a player that's going to get better. He's not going to be a great player, but but I think he's going to be a, a good player that's going to give you solid numbers. Yeah, all right, yeah. Um, another guy, actually, I drafted him, uh, Ian Happ. Oh, okay, so I'm going to be an Ian Happ apologist. Um, <laughs> if you will, because I've, <laughs> I, I, I've had him on my team a couple of years, yep. and I, I was going to ask you about this. Um, based upon last year, I wouldn't think that the dollar thirty-five price is is good, but I, I, I would like I, I would like to have him on my team because I, I think he he's a, a potential twenty twenty player. I just think he needs to find himself, and once he does. Once he can sustain that, I think he's going to be a really good player. And if you're looking to move him, if you don't like him, Raj, I, I like him. No, no, no. I, I, I just wanted your thoughts on him. And I think the dollar thirty-five was a factor of where everyone was in the draft and how much yep. money and yeah. position and stuff. Um, I, I would have loved to gotten him a lot cheaper than, than that, based upon his year last year. Yeah. Uh, you already mentioned about Canna, which I wanted your thoughts on as well. And then... Where the hell is my other guy? Oh, here's here's the other guy, Cabrian Hayes. 
So who picked up Brian Hayes? Where did where did he the go? Rebs. What's the Rebs went to got him. Rebel Alliance. All right, he got, paid he paid a buck sixty five. Okay. Um, and yeah. he paid he paid that late, didn't he? Yeah, probably. And don't look at the value. Don't look at the dollar value. Just what, what do you think of the player? I think he's a good player. I think he's. A, I mean, he's he, he should have a, a long leash with the Pirates. The Pirates have nothing else to play for. You know, play these guys. Play him. O'Neill Cruz have a nice making of left side of the infield. Um, I, I think the value for him in in terms of fantasy baseball is if he steals some bases because he's not going to hit for a lot of power. Um, I think he's a great defensive shortstop. I think he's going to be a great player for Pirates fans, all 5,000 of people that, that go to the games, to watch. Um, I, I like him, um, but price is a little bit, well, little bit high. Again, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know where he fell in the draft, so it could have been a type of thing. He might have been the best player out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Have money, then what Based the upon need at that point. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they, they, they were some questions I had and just wanted your thoughts to kind of share. And some of the players we hit, like Kenya, and uh, <laughs> we, we already hit when, when you had talked about the, the team. So, so, if anybody else wants to share thoughts on those players or if they want us to, to talk about other players, um, text us. Let us know. All right. Uh, moving on, let's get to the semifinals. Of our best duo in baseball, most famous duo in baseball, uh, first semifinal, Trammell and Whitaker against Rollins and Utley. Ooh, all right, this is great because this pairs up uh, Keystone combinations, right? Um, just because of their longevity, um, both of them, both of these Keystone combinations, both won World Series together, but I, I, I got to go. I got to go uh, Trammell and Whitaker. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I agree. And then the other semifinal is Ruth and Garrick versus Carlton and McCarver. Ooh, wow. Um, I, I, I got to go Ruth and Garrick just because you got two um, prestigious players um, of, of all time. Okay. Not that McCarver was a bad player, but uh, I got to go Ruth Garrick. All right. Um, yeah, and I would argue that McCarver catching at that time – it was like shortstop. We didn't really care about offense, just control the pitching staff. Right? That was more. Which he did. Yeah. Yep. Which he did a good job. And he was young, man, when he got to the St. Louis teams. Like, he might have been a yeah. teenager. I, I don't know. And, you know, he you, was. Yeah, he was? Okay. He, yeah. Yeah. And, and he, had a, he had a nice career. He had a great career. I think he played in four decades. I think he. He did. He 59 did he, to 80. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the Phillies had him in the 80 team. Um, he got at bats. He got at bats at age 17. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. He had 24 at bats at age 17. He didn't start getting over 100 at bats. He got 400 at bats uh, or plate appearances in 1963 as a 21-year-old. But he had parts of seasons at 17, 18, and 19-year-old in in 59 through 61. Yeah, that's impressive, man. And then in 60, 63, looks like he took over full time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, when a couple, he won what three World Series, two with the Cardinals, and one with the, uh, um, one with the Phillies. Yeah, I guess he had a ring in 1980. He played six games for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he he played a lot. Uh, well, he played games. He, yeah. He, he, well, he basically caught Carlton the last third of his career. Um, 
I, for, I forgot he was on the Red Sox too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah, hey, he 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 must have played on that '75 uh, team. Yeah, that went to the World Series. So. Um, oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Uh, he didn't get any at bats. He was on the team, but he he didn't play in the playoffs. So, and he didn't play in the '80 playoffs. But yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, nice n- nice career by the uh, by Tim McCarver. All right. So we'll, before we finish up, we'll uh, we'll get to the finals. Uh, baseball news: 2020 season. We see the return of the Ghost Runner for extra innings. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, I hate it, but. You know, there's bigger. If you kind of pick my battles on it, kind of different at this point. Uh, I, I actually, I actually kind of like it. Um, although the strategy, which I thought was going to be there, I don't think a high proportion of teams actually lay down a bunt. Surprisingly, huh? They actually, uh, they <laughs> they actually swing through that. Yeah, make sure that launch angle's there to move that runner over. Yeah, yeah. Fly yeah, ball yeah. To center field. I know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe said in, with this disdain. <laughs> maybe in a couple of years we can go to California baseball, where you you you, you pitch to your own players. <laughs> right? Remember we used to do that. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we could. Yeah, we have bad, We'll put a screen up there so no one gets hurt and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make a home run derby out of it for extra innings, like hockey <laughs> in the shootout. Right. So uh, stupid, yeah. Man. Oh, brother. Uh, and then here we are. We are a week away from the season-ish, 10 days, and Michael Conforto still not signed. Yeah, that's a, okay, so that's a really good point. He went in the draft. I think Tom nominated him. He did. And I think everybody, almost everybody, put a bid in on him, and, you know, taking a little bit of a risk. And Bill picked him up for, what, 60 cents, something like that? 50, yeah. 60 cents, I think. I'm looking yeah. now, yeah. So, so that brings me to a really good point. Maybe next week, you and I, we, we, we talk about here's the key to, to each each owner's season. Right? Yeah, yeah. Cause, okay, all right. Yeah, because yeah, we, we – yeah, that, that's a good way of putting it. I, what, what you and I talked bef- before we started, and I phrased it as my biggest fear. Yeah, okay, <laughs> it's, same it's thing. Better, yeah, it's better to do it positively key. Key to a positive yeah. season. I, mine is uh, sheer terror. Uh, of, of well, you know guy. what? It's 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 two sides of the same coin. Yeah, sheer terror that Bo- Cody Bellinger actually stinks. That's, that's my, <laughs> or, it's sheer or in, terror. In my case, Jack. Yeah, Jack Flaherty doesn't pitch at all this season. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So the Conforto thing, I, I think it want. Man, you talk about someone overplaying their hand, man. Jeez, man. Do you, do you think that it, it, it's got to be him and his agent? I yeah, think it's, it's got to be. Yeah, he 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 wants. It's got to be too many years that he wants. It, money's not a thing with a lot of these teams. You know, you can sign a guy for thirteen million if it's only one year. It you know you can get off of that pretty quickly. But he must want years and yeah, I don't know who his agent well, is, but he's well, not doing I, a very I think good he, job. He, he turned down. Didn't he turn down the qualifying offer? From the Mets at what eighteen point seven million a one year, basically a one year. Yeah. So turned down a qualifying offer. Yeah. Yeah, and the guy's twenty eight years old. Yeah. And there's worse players in baseball than him. Yeah, like you, like you talked about in the last podcast, a left handed stick for those kind of numbers. 
Yeah. Not the worst place to be. No. Uh, so the teams that are bad don't want to sp- spend all those years on them. And the teams that are good already filled the rosters. You know? I don't, yeah. You know? I mean, he's left, he's left with not much. What do you think the odds are that by our next podcast, a week from now, he signs? I think they get lower every day, unless there's an injury. Um, hmm. I, I okay. just I just don't see him unless he completely acquiesces and just tells his agent just go out and get me something. Yeah, it might that we might end up being a what a one year one year contract or something like that. Well, it's definitely going to be one year unless yeah unless unless he signs a multi year deal with a team option, but. Yeah. I, I would love to see his his landing spot, and I'm sure Bill would love it even more as as the Marlins. Yeah, I mean the Marlins might might be a type of thing. Now I know we're getting off track a little bit, but Mar- the Marlins might think like, "Hey, we're good. We're going to go with these young guys, and and we're going to give Blade some some time and and maybe bring him up. They got a couple other guys down there. Um, yeah, I mean they're, they're going to play Sanchez every day. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't know if the Marlins want to get into something that where they think I think Sanchez is better than Conforto now. Like, why would I pay thirteen million for someone I think I got Conforto and Jesus Sanchez? Sure, sure. I'm I'm just thinking that you know maybe Conforto moves to left field and they put Soler um, at DH as opposed to uh, hanging with Garrett Cooper. Yeah, yeah, that that's true, but. Um, I mean, Cooper has an upside. Just a thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I guess you could squeeze him in. Uh, hell, you could. Yeah, yeah. you definitely squeeze him in. But if he's if he's taking bats from Solaire, who's playing well, I mean, they're they're in on Solaire, right? So they 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 signed yeah. him to a multi year deal. So you can't like sit him now. Um, no, I I don't I don't fault the Marlins because they picked up Solaire and and uh, Evasel Garcia this yeah this uh, off season. Yeah, so. they got Garcia too. So I just don't see where. Like they would be squeezing him in and taking at bats from yep. guys that I think are just as good as he is for cheaper. Yep. Yeah. Good point. And then I guess Garcia was the money they could have spent on Conforto. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. I do have a twib note this week brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Focal banger uh, from the Alchemist in Vermont, uh, New England IPA, 7% ABV. It is a 100 on the beer advocate. And I couldn't agree more. There you go. I, I, I think that was a general consensus. First of all, thanking Rick for bringing, um, uh, the beer to, to the draft. Cause you can't, here's the problem with anything by Alchemist. Um, they're in Stowe, Vermont and they just, they're just, they're pretty local. They don't have the distribution network and beer fans just love, their beer you can't get it you can't get it around here it's kind of like russian river um on on the west coast um their beer um it's i I think the general consensus was that it was spectacular is that correct yeah it was and and and, uh i I do want to thank everyone for bringing me some beers and and i'll i'll review them as we move along um you know as we move along this year and i i did get to have another highlight bill brought a highlight on Saturday, okay. yep. I, yeah, that's one of my favorites. But yeah. this, by Cigar City, yep. Yeah, this focal banger, yeah, this is really good. Yeah, yeah, and and keep in mind that Alchemist also makes Heady Topper, which might even be better than Focal Banger. Mm. Yeah, uh, you've mentioned the Heady Topper a couple times, and I got to figure out a way to get my hands on it. 
Yeah, I, I think Rick. Rick has connections. <laughs> he knows a guy. Yeah, he knows a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> okay, um, I, I don't have any today in baseball history notes. Um, no, we're you know we're, we're running a little bit long, so yeah, yeah that that's fine. Right? All right before we get to the walk off, let's uh, do the finals here. Uh, Trammell. Oh, okay, yeah. Trammell, Whitaker, uh, or Ruth or Garrick for the most famous baseball duo. Um, in its truest form, purest form, uh, the, the 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 most famous duo has got to be Ruth and Garrick. Yeah. Okay. So long, long, longevity. I would say Whitaker and and Trammell, but most famous has got to be Ruth and Garrick. I mean, that's legendary. Yeah, I, 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 I think for the, for the masses, yeah, Ruth and Garrick for uh, um, I, I, I was kind of torn on this. I, I, I think the Trammell Whitaker thing is a cool thing that I don't know if we'll ever see again. I, I like your pairings though, because they're, they're they're not they're not slam dunk um, pairings. So um, yeah, really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, what are you walking off with? Yeah. So first of all, just want to thank everybody um, for attending another great draft day. Um, specifically to you, Chief, for kind of keeping all of this moving, because as you see, um, we're kind of the opposite of synergy where when we all get together we kind of get stupid so we always need somebody to herd these cats and um, I thought you did a really good job uh, of getting us to this day um, I want to thank Tom once again for I don't know how many years in a row for running the board um, he does a really good job with that because that's not an easy thing to do and concentrate on your team um, I think he said on the podcast before that he likes doing it, keeps him active. Um, I would never want to do it, and we'll talk to him again um, when he comes up on the podcast next week about that. Um, but, yeah, nice job by Tom. And then lastly, thanks to Rick for volunteering to put all of the players in on the CBS Sports line because that is not – for someone that has done it before, like myself, you've done it before, that sucks. That is that is a job that I never want to do. So – once again, Statman, as he texted, um, got out of it. But it's it's still looking at you, Statman. You do it one year. Um, so just wanted to have those draft day thank yous. And then real quickly, sorry about the uh, the length of time here. Uh, websites updated, and it, it has the most recent um, rosters on there. So so check it out. Anything else you guys want to see on the website? Use that as your repository um, to to look at first. If you have questions and if something needs to be on there, let me know. Um, podcast spots. We're, we have two spots for the next four podcasts in April, um, Monday mornings at 9 o'clock. Let me know if you want to be on the um, uh, on the show. And then lastly, I think I'm going to do the NFBC, National Fantasy Baseball Contest, draft again this year. Um, I'm looking for investors. Um, are you in, Chief? I am. As an I, investor? I did. I, I, I forgot to uh... – I forgot to bring that up to you on Saturday, and I apologize on that. That's okay. No worries. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to try and see if I can get um, Bob Freeze to to manage a team in the same league. Um, so I need to uh, touch base with him. But good job by all, and uh, it's going to be a fun six months. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm walking off with uh, you know when I when I was uh, scanning the room just throughout the throughout the draft, I, I feel like. Um, the dynamics 
of where we're at now is probably the strongest it's been since the first couple years. I, I, I think it's a good mix of people. It's a good mix of ages. Uh, I had a little conversation with, with the Bearcats in the lobby before I left on uh, Sunday morning, and, and I was asking them, like, I'm not sure how some of the guys who have left would have meshed with the group we have now. Um, but I, I think it's a good organizational dynamic that we have. Well said, and that's that's a tribute to to all the owners. Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. All right, that's a good place to leave it, Chief. Um, we will talk next week, um, same time, and we will have the Bearcats on our show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Awesome. All right, have Perfect. a good week. All right. See you, Chief.